trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is Wednesday, June 24th as I speak. Uh, thank you for coming back and listening. Again, remember if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go on Apple or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or whichever app that you use. Um, hit that subscribe button and make sure that you are alerted when new content is available. Along a similar note, if you've been tuning in for a while, uh, you like the way I approach the markets, you like what I have to say, maybe you should check out my subscription service. Go to standardgrain.com, click on Grain Marketing Plan, take a look at that deal. It's 49 bucks a month. You could cancel it at any time. When you are a subscriber, you will know when, how, and specifically, I am pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. Um, so certainly check that out. wanted to have kind of a different conversation today. Um, I'm not going to so much give you anything in terms of recommendations or um, ideas regarding the markets. I'm going to kind of think out loud here because I've been observing a lot of things in the grain markets and grain markets that uh, grain marketing and grain markets that have kind of made me scratch my head here the last couple of months in particular, and I'm going to think out loud. I'm going to say some things that maybe sound crazy, um, but maybe I'll say some things that make sense too. And I'm going to talk specifically specifically about the corn market and what I've seen take place here over the last several months. Um, I know what the corn fundamentals are. I know that uh, things look pretty ugly right now. I am aware that we've seen a large portion of our demand base lost because of the lack of demand for ethanol, because people are driving less because of the virus. I'm aware of that. I'm aware that crop potential for the United States is very good. Um, I'm aware that crop ratings are good above average. Um, I think we've got all the potential in the world for a big crop. I'm aware that USDA is projecting very large carryouts and big yields, big crops, uh, not enough demand to offset the big supplies. Um, I'm well aware that USDA is um, not really helping matters with their numbers, and uh, I don't have any issue with any of their numbers. I believe most of this stuff is fairly accurate. Maybe we'll see some adjustments next week. Maybe you see a surprise in the planted acreage or grain stocks report. Um, maybe that sort of stuff. I'm aware that the virus is a big deal, and I'm aware that the virus may continue to be a big deal and may continue to <clears throat> cause reduced demand for products like corn uh, via ethanol in particular. I'm well aware of everything that's that's happening with the virus, the shutdowns, the quarantines, the reopenings, the potential for resurgence. I'm aware of that. I'm also aware that a weather threat for the moment does not really seem to, it doesn't seem to exist. Um, we've gone through almost the whole month of June now without any real significant weather issue in regard to the U.S. corn crop. Um, the forecast for the next couple of weeks looks generally favorable. So again, this goes back to the idea that, yes, for the United States, we've probably got a lot of yield potential. We've got potential for trend line yields or, or maybe even better, in my opinion. So I guess the the first part of this is is that I'm aware of the situation 
and that it's it's pretty bearish. It looks pretty dire. Um, it looks almost kind of hopeless for a lot of people. It looks to me like a lot of farmers are going to have a tough time achieving any sort of profitability. I think that this is probably more of an environment where you're kind of looking to stay afloat. You're looking to weather the storm. You're looking to stay in business through a very difficult time. Um, I'm also aware this is kind of unprecedented. I don't know that there's ever been a period where we lost such a tremendous portion of our demand base, and I'm talking about ethanol, in such a short period of time. Uh, that's one thing about this that's unprecedented. The The other thing that I can quantify a little bit more is that the funds, the, the large money managers, have been net short the corn market for a record amount of time. I think it's 44 consecutive weeks. They haven't held a long position in the corn market since August. That's a record amount of time. And uh, what I've talked about before is that you know marketing opportunities, some of the best marketing opportunities, are very often correlated to a long fund position or a, a heavily long fund position. And that's just not something that we have now. So you've got a couple of unprecedented things here in the way that large speculators have acted and also in the amount of demand that we've lost in such a short period of time. So I'm pretty well aware, I think, I, I believe I'm well aware of the situation and and how bad and ugly it is. Um, so I, I, I don't want people coming back to me after this conversation saying, Joe, you don't understand how bearish this thing is and how bearish these fundamentals are, how bearish these USDA balance sheets are. I get it. I understand it. I've seen all of it. I, 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 I've seen these reports. I've seen the numbers. I've seen the estimates. Um, I'm aware of that. Here are some things that I also know about grain marketing and grain markets. And this is there are maybe some things here that are contrarian in view, um, but here we go. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen good sales or good marketing decisions made when the market is at multi-year lows. Uh, for this time of year, this mid to late June time frame, this is the cheapest corn's been since 2006. So have I, I'm trying to think back and in my career, which is is granted maybe a little bit shorter uh than than maybe some of you guys have been in the business longer than me i've been doing this since 2005 i don't know that i've seen um a good a good sale or a good um hedge initiated when the market was trading multi-year lows like it is right now i don't know that i've ever seen that I don't know also that I've ever seen a good sale made when the funds were record short or very heavily short. And then, and in this instance, no, the funds are not record short, but they're pretty close. Um, they were short, I think, 400,000 contracts in May of last year, but they're short around 300,000 uh, here in late June or pretty close to that. And I don't know that I've ever seen a good marketing decision or a good sale. Well, maybe a good decision in terms of a, a basis or a spread, but a good flat price sale or hedge. I don't know that I've ever seen that happen when the funds are this heavily short and um, have this sort of, of position on. Sentiment is very, very bearish. Even the people and, and the stuff that I read that I would consider uh, typically bullish uh, the permables out there, even a lot of these sort of people have kind of switched gears and have gone to a more neutral to even bearish stance. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen good or or um, profitable 
flat price marketing opportunities occur when sentiment is so incredibly bearish. There's no profitability in this corn market right now. Um, and, and we can go an extended period of time without profitability. We can, that, that can happen and it has happened the last several months. So maybe this is not the, the best argument for not making a sale because the market does not guarantee you any profitability. There's no rule that says that we need to trade profitable levels at any point in time, uh, this year, next year, or the year after. But I'm looking at all these factors here and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, grain marketing being done. I'm seeing a lot of new crop sales being made at these levels. I'm seeing a lot of December 21 sales, uh, 2021 corn sales being made at these levels. Um, I'm seeing people make farmers make and, and, and marketing outfits as well, make decisions that, um, I would describe as kind of like throwing in the towel almost like we're just going to, we're going to throw in the towel on this stuff. We're going to make sure that we survive it and, uh, hope for better things come 2021 or even 2022 or 23 at this point. I don't really know, but thinking out loud. And again, this is not, this is not advice by any means, but I don't know that I've ever seen a situation like this in, in which selling flat price corn buying put options, selling call options, that sort of stuff. I don't know that I've ever seen a situation like this uh, turn into those things looking good in in hindsight. In fact, I, I think it's the opposite. I think I've seen a lot more situations where everything's bearish and sentiment is bearish and funds are heavily short and then things change and those end up being some of the worst marketing opportunities or the worst time to market grain. The one example that's recent in, in my memory, and I, and I know people will come back and say, oh, Joe, things were different and, and it wasn't as bearish, blah, blah, blah. Uh, soybeans in 2016 were kind of an instance like this. Um, late 2015 into early 2016, I believe was the year we had soybean prices in the eights. And uh, if we got up to nine, that was a good price and we'd revert back into the eights. There were a lot of soybeans sold south of nine dollars this that year, and it wasn't just farmers. It was managed programs. It was all sorts of different entities sold a lot of soybeans sub nine dollars that year, and then it changed, and the bean market rallied two and a half dollars, and it it was a situation similar to this, and that sentiment was incredibly negative. Carryout projections looked enormous, and then we saw a shift. So I'm just trying to think out loud again. And try to um, walk myself through this because I understand that everything looks bearish and everything is terrible and the carryouts are bad and the demand isn't there. I, I get all of it, but I also feel like I've read this book before and I've seen this story play out before. And I just, I'm trying to think for myself here rather than follow the crowd. And the crowd right now seems to be just about universally bearish this corn market. Even those who are bullish are only bullish to a very minor degree. Like, eh, maybe we get 20 cents. Maybe we get 30 cents. I just, I don't know if I fall into any of those camps. And and don't don't listen to this and paint me as a bull and say, oh, Joe, Joe thinks corn's going to $4 or $5. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I feel like I've seen this situation before, granted in a different time, maybe even in a different market. But I don't know that I've ever seen marketing decisions, flat price marketing decisions work out well in this sort of environment. I'll tell you what I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear some feedback on this. 
I'd like to, I know, I know I'll get a lot of responses from this and people are, are going to tell me that mate, yeah, Joe, this time is different. It's different this time because we've never seen the, a virus like this before. It's different. We've never seen demand destruction like this before because of ethanol it just hasn't happened before. And therefore this time is different. And I guess that's why my question, the title of this episode, is this time different? And I could give you a lot of reasons why it is different, but I can give you a lot of reasons also in that second section about making sales in multi-year lows, um, making sales when the funds are heavy short, making sales when uh, sentiment is ultra bearish, making sales when there's no profitability. Um, I can tell you why it may not be different this time around and why this may be just another point in time where everybody's bearish, the funds are short, people are making sales, and it could all look really bad months from now. It, it it really could. I'd love to hear some feedback. If you have some feedback about this conversation, uh, you can tweet at me at Standard Grain on Twitter. You can shoot me an email, info at standardgrain.com. I, I'll reply back to you. And and I'm expecting some uh, criticism here. So um, have at it. Uh, hope everyone has a good week. Remember, we've got a report on Tuesday, uh, planted acreage and quarterly stocks. Um, we've got first notice day. We've got uh, July grain options all coming up, um, expirations coming up here in the next few days. we got a lot going on. Um, looks like the weather's all right for the moment. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Well, I saw.